0: Can you handle the truth? The informative voice for Christianity, The Marty Mento Show. Well, welcome back to the Marty Mento Show podcast. I'm your host, Marty Mento. We're listening to some great Christian parody music by that Christian parody band, Apologetics. Check them out online. Apologetics, last three letters, T-I-X.com. just listen money. for a moment. Enjoy. So when a sheep get dumb, I can go and find where they're running. Most was sound asleep. I saw this curly sheep was jumping. In the blink of an eye, she got mesmerized with to discover something. Went to use my shepherd's crook, she headed for the briars. I said, there's something going on, baby girl, and I'm going to find you. She took a little spill and fell. She slipped, poor little thing. I want to free my sheep in her moment of need, and that led us to the child king. I tell you, these guys do a great job. There's no doubt about it. I tell you right now, a blessing to have them, a part of the Marty Minto Show podcast And thank you so much for joining with me again here today on the Marty Minto Show podcast. By the way, don't forget, uh, you can find uh, out more about myself by going to my Facebook page, uh, the Marty Minto Show podcast, or you can go to Marty Minto out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, Also on Twitter, the Marty Minto Show. We have all these different places including Instagram, the Marty Minto show and uh, you can find out more about me a little bit about uh, my life. you can uh, again uh, download and listen to the podcast and uh, a lot of great things and on Facebook I ask a lot of questions try to find out exactly what people are thinking and believing and you know where they're coming from and their uh, belief systems and uh, you know things that are taking place. matter of fact I just posted something uh, just the other day. Uh, Somebody sent me something that said that nobody can score at least 10 out of 15 in this Jesus test, and it was a test I placed on Facebook uh, to find out uh, what people believe about Jesus. Uh, I've had a lot of response to it, and uh, most people, uh, thank God, who have responded so far have responded with a 15 out of 15. Now, (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, maybe if someone didn't get 15 out of 15, they're not going to tell me. Uh, That's a possibility. But uh, people were asking me, and I, I scored a 15 out of 15. There were two questions about time periods the time period of Jesus' birth and the time period of his death. Uh, that I had to think about this for just a few moments, but I, I kind of, I'm pretty sure I remember. Dates aren't my best thing. Uh, sometimes I forget dates, and uh, I'm just bad about that. But uh, again, a very interesting test. Uh, To take out there, all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, Marty Minto, or go to the Marty Minto Show and you can find out more about that test. Well, there is much that is taking place today in our world. And uh, yesterday we talked about the attack on God's Word, which we are going to continue with that today. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, there is much that is taking place. A lot of people don't know this. Things that are happening uh, all across the world. Um, As people would ask quite often, I've been asked this question by total strangers, um, sometimes because I'm somewhere sitting having a Bible open, they'll they'll ask me the question, do you believe we're living in the last days? And the answer is absolutely yes. And uh, as we get closer to the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, unfortunately but true— If you read the Scriptures and study them carefully, you'll begin to see that it is going to be a very difficult time in which we live in. And uh, I mentioned this yesterday, that the difficulty is going to really come um, within the Church, within the visible Church, especially with false teachers. Uh, I believe today there's a lot of confusion in our world about Christianity, because there's so many different forms of Christianity out there, that, um, well, it's confusing for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people will say to me, you know, I'm a Christian. And I'll ask him this question, and will look at me like I have, you know, three heads. I'll say, what does that mean? What does that mean that you're a Christian? Well, I believe in Jesus. Okay, but what does that mean? I mean, the Bible says even the demons believe in Jesus. So what are you trying to express to me? What is it that, I, you know, I, I need to understand by you calling yourself a Christian. Well, it's interesting because when you begin to talk to people, there are those who do get offended and feel like, you know, who are you to ask these questions? But I try my best to have people really know what they believe and why they believe it. And there have been many along the way have believed a lot of wrong things. They've held on to things, and they really have not understood what biblical salvation is all about. Uh, about truly being saved by God's grace through faith alone, and, and what that all means, and and they're still trying to work, they're still trying to find a way uh, to enter into heaven. And so, as I mentioned yesterday, you know, on this program, I'm going to do my best each time we get together is uh, to fulfill three things, and it is learn, teach, and defend. Learn uh, the Word of God. What does God have to say? so that we're able to teach other people, whether it be our family member, friends, co-workers, uh, and we're also able to defend because, again, in the last days, the greatest battles we're going to face is within the visible Church. It's just a reality of what is taking place. Also, we are going to not only continue in our conversation today about the uh, attack on God's Word, but uh, also I just posted another question up on Facebook in regards to the season of Lent. Do you observe Lent, uh, and why and why not? What What is Lent all about? And I'm not going to get into it today, but tomorrow begins uh, the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday. And there's a lot of confusion, I think, about that, so we're going to take the time uh, to find out a little bit more, because uh, there are those all across the world— that are going to, you know, observe this season of Lent starting tomorrow right through Easter Sunday. I've heard a lot of people say, well, if you're really a Christian, a born-again Christian, you shouldn't observe it. There's no need, no necessity. Would you agree with that? Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Maybe not today, but uh, again, if you go to the Facebook page the Marty Minto Show, uh, you'll be able to answer that question and share your thoughts and views about that, and and I'd love to hear from you. I truly would. And again, if you want to send me an email, you can do so by emailing me, Marty, that's with a Y, martymento, at gmail.com. Well, yesterday we were talking about the, you know, the fact of what is taking place in the United Methodist Church, and again, uh, what has happened is just um, of great proportion. And we're talking about the fact that they have voted very clearly and distinctively uh, about uh, the future of the United Methodist Church, at least for now. And in that uh, vote that took place just recently in their General Conference, uh, they have held to what they call the traditional plan. And that plan maintains the denomination's stance against homosexuality, gay marriage, and the ordination of non-celibate homosexuals, while also promising to better enforce those rules. Well, yesterday I talked about a commentary from a retired pastor by the name of Reverend James R. McCormick from Cumming, Georgia. And uh, this article, it's on my Facebook page, it's on Twitter and uh, Instagram, you got to read it. There's so much in here that I could talk about, but uh, I did mention uh, one of his quotes at the beginning of his commentary that I thought was very interesting, and here's what he says. In studying the Bible, it is necessary to realize that often God is cited as supporting whatever values are normative at the time in history. Those are timely standards, standards valued for a time, but not necessarily timeless, Standards that are applicable for all time and all circumstances. Reading this, I decided to post that statement on Facebook and ask people on Facebook, "Do you agree with Reverend McCormick's statement?" Uh, and tell him, you know, tell me your thoughts about it. And here's the responses I got. Th- this first one is from Derek. Derek says, "We must stop seeing God as constrained to human characteristics. He is above our characteristics. He is omnipresent and omniscient. The Alpha and the Omega." Clint writes, I've heard this argument before. If that were true, we wouldn't know what he would value at any given time ahead of us. Scary thought, of course. That would mean that the Bible was wrong. Uh, Praise God, it isn't. Uh, Mike says out of Myrtle Beach, no. Uh, He doesn't agree with the statement, period. Uh, Bob up in uh, New York says, that was a long time ago, so we are going to believe only the parts that fit my lifestyle, So we can bring people in and support our church and think the same way and ignore all of God's teaching so we can feel comfortable in our sin, and God will forgive us? No. Uh, Georgia says no. Uh, And there's many others who have said no. Uh, That's the constant uh, uh, response here to the question. Uh, is no, they don't agree with Reverend McCormick. Then he goes on to use the example that uh, the Bible affirmed Abraham having sexual relations with Hagar, Sarah's maid, in, in order to produce their first son, uh, Ishmael. Uh, later, uh, the fact that Sarah did produce Isaac, uh, through whom the Jews traced their ancestry. He also talked about King Solomon, who had a thousand wives and concubines. And uh, again, he goes on to say today we would call Abraham and Solomon's sexual actions adultery and not condone such actions for the behavior uh, of others, but uh, remembering also that in ancient times eating shellfish, wearing clothing of two different fabrics, at the same time was called an abomination. Walking too many paces on the Sabbath was considered sinful. Uh, And it was permissible to make slaves or captured enemies. And, you know, of the captured enemies they had, they'd make slaves. But he goes on and he he uses these examples, unfortunately, but true. He uses these examples really out of their proper biblical context. Now, yesterday I told you the attack truly is on the Word of God, whether or not the Bible is something that uh, is foundational uh, across all people groups across the world for all time? Or was it, as he just put it, at a particular time and place in history, they were normative, but times have changed, standards have changed? See, the problem with that is we have to realize that when it comes to the Ten Commandments, when it comes to the moral law that God gave to man, uh, God is God. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I think what happens is there's a lot of people really don't grasp that. Um, and, and once again, when we come to the Bible, uh, you hear the argument quite often, the Bible is just a book that has been written by a lot of men, a lot of people. But the truth of the matter is it's you know, it's not relevant for today. It's outdated. Or it was for a particular culture at a particular time. And I think what people don't understand truly is, 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 first of all, that we do understand that when it comes to Scripture, as we learned yesterday, all Scripture is inspired by God. It is given to us by God. Uh, and that is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. But we also have to look at uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, when it says, "...but know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture..." Is a matter of one's own interpretation. Now that word interpretation doesn't mean uh, what does something mean. It means the origin. It means it doesn't. You know, it didn't come from man. Verse twenty-one: For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Now this is important for us to understand, and the reason why it's important is, is because we believe as Christians, as I ended yesterday's program, that all of Scripture is God-breathed. All of it has come from God, and so we have a right and responsibility to study God's Word, to understand what God has said to us. And again, it may be challenging at times, it may be difficult, but that is something that should be a blessing as we take the time to study so that we know what God has said and what he means as we look at things. And there's many different hermeneutical principles that we would have to look at. But I was thinking to myself, a lot of people don't understand that when God gave what he gave to the children of Israel back in those days, like for instance, even in the book of Leviticus, because this pastor here mixes everything together, we have three different type of laws that God gave. He gave ceremonial laws— what he expected in worship, what he expected in, in bringing sacrifices before him, etc. Uh, then he has uh, the moral law, and the moral law is just that. It's about morality. It's standards, what God expects. God is holy. He expects us to be holy, to do what is right in his eyes. But as also the civil law or judicial law. Uh, things that took place uh, in the community, in society, in order, in order for there to be decency and and uh, there to be a a place where men could find peace, and, and for those who did bad things and, and evil things, uh, God uh, you know made it clear what was supposed to take place. But as we look at this, we got to come to understand that uh, throughout the time period, uh, the ceremonial law. And the civil and the judicial law uh, really have been done away with. Now, there's some things like judicially we would still hold on to, but truly it's the moral law that really matters because morality doesn't change. What is expected, what is right in the eyes of God is right. What is wrong in the eyes of God is wrong. And that is something that I think that quite often there's so much confusion. And so what we try to do is we try to intermix, you know, eating selfish with having other women for wives and you know and 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 taking of life and doing. It. we get so much confusion because we don't take the time to realize that these three areas of the law existed. But what remains truly is the moral law. it It, it is not done away with. In any way, shape, or form, uh, you know, we got to also understand in the Old Testament we have the theocracy of Israel and, and God leading them and guiding them and directing them in his ways. Uh, but even today, in what we call the New Covenant, the New Testament, the, you know, as Christians we have the Spirit of God who is supposed to lead us. And how does God lead us? He leads us by his Word. And that is why the attack on the Word of God has become uh, such an issue and a point that some people are just missing. Uh, these timely standards, it, you know, God gave Adam one wife. He didn't give Adam 15 wives. He didn't give Adam 30 wives. He gave Adam one wife. Even Jesus dealt with that issue when asked a question about divorce in the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. The bottom line is, you know, what God has brought together, one man, one woman, really in holy matrimony, we would call it, as a husband and a wife. Not two men, not two women, one man, one woman, in marriage. Let no one put under, put asunder, or no one pull apart. The Bible, God makes it clear, he hates divorce. And so he doesn't give a stamp on it, but he realizes, though, too, the truth of the matter is that's why even in the law of God, we think of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are holy. The Ten Commandments are pure. And God gave the Ten Commandments to man— not only for men to know what God expects of them, but also to demonstrate to man that man can't fulfill the law. Man is in desperate need of someone to rescue him, someone to, to, to do what he cannot do or she can't do. And we know that the answer ultimately is Jesus Christ. But we are to live by the Spirit of God. We are, we are to live by the Spirit, not the flesh. But again, as I read this article here, there's just so much confusion, if you ask me, because he's just trying to throw everything into a pot and bring it up to a boil and see what he can create from it. And obviously from that, he continues on from there, and uh, he talks about being a child and not allowed to play cards in his house. He's not allowed to dance. He wasn't allowed to go to the movies. That was frowned upon, or drinking alcohol. But today, things have changed. Well, first of all, I, I'm not sure that playing cards or dancing or going to the movies is ever really addressed anywhere in Scripture by any means. Uh, I, I think what has happened in the playing of cards and then dancing in the movies, there's aspect of all three of them, and we could add other things that have been taken to the extreme that have, have created. Like, like I tell people all the time, it's it, it's not going to the movies or the movies necessarily itself that is evil. It's what the movie is about. You know, somebody and I had this conversation just the other day, you know, about the ratings of movies and how they rate them. Um, some of you may have seen just recently uh, this a story that was out, made big news uh, about abortion that's coming out of the movie, and, and the movie actually got a rating of R, and people were just dumbfounded. Because there's no violent language, uh, there is no definitive scenes in there, um, but it is going through the reality of abortion and a woman's an abortion, and they rated it R. Um, you know, it, it, so we had a conversation about that the other day. But but the truth of the matter is, uh, we realize that when it comes to food, God has, uh, you know, everything's good. We we have to, you know, God has blessed it. We we have to give thanks. And uh, there are those who have weaker conscience about certain things. The Bible talks about that, and we should show them grace. But the truth of the matter is, it's not necessarily the things that are in their world that are always evil in of themselves. It's the use of them and what is done with them. So when I look at this article from this man, I mean, he, he wants to throw everything into the same pot. That's what he wants to do. Uh, he wants us to believe that you know, you know, growing up he had all the do's and the don'ts, but times have changed and things have changed, and and then he carries that on into sexuality, which just blows my mind. I'm going to be honest with you, because once again, um, I don't know how you do that. The truth of the matter is, as you know, Christians, we we have to learn in life that they're, you know, I, I kind of look at life as a pizza pie. I love pizza. I'm a pizza fanatic. I'm a pizza connoisseur. But when I look at a pizza, I can't eat a pizza by just shoving it all in my mouth. I have to eat a pizza, we'll say a 12 cut, one slice at a time. And that's how life is and even when we look at issues, biblical issues, we need to look at them at one, you know, one issue at a time. But we know that according to God's word, in Psalms 119 160, all of God's word is true. Uh, we know that according to Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, every jot and every tittle is accurate. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 and 6 tells us that every word of God is flawless. Um, the list goes on. The law of the Lord is perfect in Psalms 19 7. Uh, John ten thirty five, the scriptures cannot be broken. Um, You know, we know that what we find in the pages of what we call the Bible, the Biblia of the books, is God's Word. They're words from God. They're all inspired. Um, I mean, we could go on and on. It's a great study. Matter of fact, if you've never studied Psalms 119, I'm going to challenge you to study it, because I recently studied it, and what a blessing it was. I tell you, I was blown away by Psalms 19, going in through it verse by verse and really learning uh, about all this. But again, you know, as we look at these these topics and that, we, we have to come back to the Scripture. We have to realize that Scripture interprets Scripture. we got to take our time, and we have to realize that whether it be Abraham, Solomon, uh, whether it be Job, <laughs> Moses— the bottom line is these were sinners who needed a savior these were men and even the women sarah others they they were not perfect they sinned against god and uh, somebody the other day we were talking about the whole issue of life and i said you know the i really believe in the bible one of the particular passages and principles that sums it up for me is the fact of uh, the principle of sowing and reaping whatever you sow you're going to reap. If you sow to the flesh and you sow and do things that are wrong and against God and against his word, you're going to reap the consequences. You are. It's like a person who smokes all their life and then becomes a Christian and the doctor says you got cancer. And some people think well you because you're a Christian now you shouldn't have cancer. You should be okay. You shouldn't have any breathing problems. You shouldn't have to carry around an oxygen tank. But see, the life principle of sowing and reaping is is right there. But if you sow that which is spiritual, you reap it. So you know, when we're walking as Christians and we're living in this world, we have a responsibility, uh, truly a responsibility to uh, follow God's ways and means and do what God what pleases God. because that is what God desires and wants from us. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to the uh, sweet shop bakery. Uh, that is in Toronto, Ohio. They're located at 212 Main Street. I want to give a shout-out to Missy and the gang there. And I've been told by many of folks, especially Drex out of Ohio, that it is one place that if you go, you're well, you'll be coming back again and again. But uh, I'm grateful for the fact that they have, uh, I guess, checked into the podcast. And, uh, again, if you're in Toronto, Ohio, and, again, I've never been there. But I guess the Sweet Shop Bakery is the place to stop by, and they say you'll be coming back again and again. And I was promised uh, next time I make it up to Ohio that uh, I'm going to get a taste of that and find out what, uh, what all the, the rave and crave is about when it comes to the Sweet Stop Bakery. The Sweet Stop Bakery. May have said sweet shop, but it's sweet stop bakery. But you know what's interesting too? There's people listening to the Marty Minto Show podcast all over the place. Got a phone call this morning from a dear friend up in New York who's listening to the podcast, and others in Pennsylvania and Ohio. And, and uh, there are people up in Michigan that are listening to the podcast. I mean, it's great. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell everyone about the Marty Minto Show podcast. And again, uh, we're just uh, trusting that God will use it for his glory. In his honor. And again, folks, I cannot stress enough, you know, the Word of God. You know, when it comes to the Word of God, we need to be men and women who know what we believe and why we believe it. And this whole issue really comes down to in this commentary, and we'll be kind of wrapping it up today on this. But the bottom line is, um, you know, what they're looking for is people to support, people to embrace homosexuality, the LGBTQ movement in our world today. But the truth of the matter is we can't. And the reason why we can't as Christians is because it is not of God. It's against God. It's against His Word. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that are going on within Christendom today. Uh, you have women who are pastors. You have uh, the fact that uh, people want and believe that, you know, what if you just have one partner? Of the same sex, and you're not bothering anybody. You're not, you're, you're not, you know, um, infringing on someone else. It's your life, and and you're happy and peaceful. I mean, why should others tell you that's wrong? Well, because God says it's wrong. I tell you right now, that's where we're missing it today. We want to look at God's word and say, okay, it's, you know, it's untimely. It's, it's, it's old. It's outdated. And the reason why, because then we can, on our own, you know, make God's Word fit into what we are practicing, what we are doing in our world, but we can't do that. We have to look at God's Word from the right perspective. We have to look at it from the right context. What's going on? When? Who are the people? What's taking place? And realize that God never changes. And yes, ceremonially, We don't have to deal with the things that they dealt with in Israel. Why? Because we had one sacrifice and a sacrifice for all, and his name was Jesus Christ, who shed his blood so those who would believe in him, put their faith and their trust in him, would be saved. Truly, they would be the children of the living God. But we know that not only did he die for the sins of men, but he was buried, and all this was done according to the scriptures. But on the third day, he rose again according to the Scriptures. And that's why sharing the gospel, the good news, is so important. As we share Jesus with other people, we're making it clear, you know, the ceremonial laws, don't they don't matter anymore. They're of uselessness because of the fact that Christ died. Jesus went to the cross. He was the ultimate sacrifice. And there is no other sacrifice that needs to be made. And uh, when we talk about the civil or, you know, the judicial laws, there, there are certain things that we we gain from that, even in our judicial system today, and things that are done uh, wrong. And I, I like this. I was talking to somebody just the other day again. I talk quite a bit to people, and, but I, I was talking to somebody about the laws and what's happening today in our world. And a lot of people say that the laws have become, you know, weak and, and people are no longer afraid. And I got to be honest with you, that really is the issue. Because if you take the Bible and you study Romans uh, chapter 13, which says that every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. But it goes on to say that, you know what, if you're in fear of the authorities, the reason why you should be in fear is because you're doing wrong. But see, the problem today is, unfortunately, be true, many people aren't afraid, and we have just sin that's out of control like never before. And we have laws that are not being held and, and really not strict enough. And I know that's a whole other issue, but, but, I, but I think about the judicial, the, the civil laws that were back then. And, and there are principles and things that we can still use. But ultimately, the moral law, it never changes. The morality God is holy, God is righteous, God is just. As a matter of fact, I want you to listen to this quickly before we end our program today. Here's a statement that was made on the conference floor of uh, the United Methodist uh, Conference. I want you to listen to this carefully.
1: Continue to be frustrated with our confused ethical standards based on the Bible. We continue to single out homosexuality as incompatible incompatible with christians with christian practices we say nothing about divorce as incompatible not only with biblical teaching and practices but accept divorce and remarriage as compatible with christian practices and teaching As my brother Mark Holland had mentioned the passage from the Gospel, Jesus spoke, marched against divorce and remarriage. Moreover, polygamy is compatible with the Bible. Persons with whom, persons whom we hail as heroes heroes of faith, Abraham, David, Solomon, all have multiple wives. What ethical standards are we using to determine what is compatible and incompatible with biblical teaching and Christian practices? Well, I can tell you what we use. We use the Bible. And that is my point
0: of today's podcast. we got to go back to the Word of God. We have to study the Word of God in its proper context. We have to allow Scripture to interpret Scripture. We have to ask the question, the who, what, where, when, and why. We have to determine uh, whether or not we're talking about something that is moral, something that is ceremonial, something that is civil or judicial when it comes to the law of God. And we got to really study. We can't just take one example, and we can't just take one place and say, okay, it must be okay. It must be okay, or why why didn't God step in and do something, you know, uh, severe to somebody back then? I mean, we have to take the time to realize that sin is serious, God is holy, and, sin and all sin is against God, and God is not going to tolerate sin. And what we reap... We will sow. And I think in the examples and the the discussion of the topics that this gentleman on Conference 4 was talking about, once again, it's like the pizza pie. we got to take it, each topic, each situation and circumstance, each thing that is of great importance, we got to deal with it one slice at a time. We can't all put it in our mouth at one time. We can't all put it into the pot and hope that everything will come out okay. We got to deal with it one issue, one topic at a time. Hey, folks, don't forget to, uh, again, we love to hear from you. Email me, Marty Minto at gmail.com. That's Marty with a Y, Minto, M I N T O, Marty Minto at gmail.com. I would absolutely, positively love to hear from you. Don't forget, check us out on uh, Facebook, The Marty Minto Show, also on Twitter, The Marty Minto Show, and on Instagram, The Marty Minto Show, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. And again, many different discussions and things we'll be talking about, everything from the Church House to the White House in the up-and-coming days, and I really hope and pray that you will be a part, honestly, you'll be a part of uh, the Marty Minto Show podcast. Tell other people, and it has been great to be with you here once again on The Marty Minto Show podcast. Have a blessed day. Thanks for stopping by. An apologetic show that doesn't apologize for the truth. The Marty Mento Show
1: you've been impressing men who could have been in heaven they'll go somewhere else regretting all they've missed these books got made you mockin' mocking perhaps you've done their truth one of these days these books are gonna shock us.